0: My name is Kyle Hastings, and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspirate is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. Well, I had a whole entire prepared statement I was going to say about the introduction of Dr. Jill Lenzen, and I rehearsed it, and said it like three different times, recorded it, listened to it, and I'm like, ah, oh, screw it, we're not going to listen to this, we're just going to do it off the cuff here. But today's episode two is with Dr. Jill Lenzen of B3 Fitness, and what she has done for myself, numerous friends, my wife, my family, uh, just absolutely amazing, and I can't wait to, to share Dr. Lenzon, Dr. Jill Lenzon's story on the Ensprite podcast. So you guys can hear what Dr. Jill has to say. Coach Jill she does a fantastic job. She balances a family three little ones, business owner. She kicks some serious butt in the NPC world as well as a uh, a physique competitor, a bikini competitor. We're going to go over that as well. Uh, Her championships that she's won in the fitness uh, world. Ladies and gentlemen May I introduce Dr. Jill Lenzen of B3 Fitness. Recording right now and make sure that I'm lined up in here. Well, thank you for coming to the NSPRE podcast. You are my second guest, but you are literally like the foundation of of this transformation. You created Dr. and what was it, Mr. and Mrs. Frankenstein and uh You know, and you've been a tremendous, tremendous help. Uh, And I'd like to introduce Miss Dr. Jill Lenzen of B3 Fitness.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you for coming on. So we're uh, setting everything up here. We're just talking about uh, how do I come about making this podcast? Yes. So the podcast idea came about a month ago, month and a half ago. And I see messages coming in about like what you're doing is inspiring me. And obviously, you've seen me since day one. And uh, I get random messages from people, social media friends, you know, and I've I haven't talked to in years, ask me about it. And I would just tell them what I've done and following the B3 plan and 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 really just being upfront. It's it's a science. It's literally a science. It's following an equation, you know, following the macronutrients and it's an input versus output type deal and it's about as simple and scientific as that but rewind like 10 years ago I uh, was pretty fed up with the disgusting news and so I started a blog and it was called inspirate and the the basis of inspirate blog was news and stories that would encourage inspire and motivate and so I took the prefix the root and the suffix I love it encourage inspire inspire eight motivate and I made inspirate Well, it worked for about a couple months and then we started getting like really random messages, like stories coming in and social media was in its infancy stages, like four years old, around two thousand ten. I would say so we put it up on Craigslist and all the markets. I bought ads in all the markets to ask people to put their stories, you know, write write your write some inspirational news. And I kept like branding the inspirational news. Some great stories came in, and then some stories came in where I thought it was like parody. Where I'm like, is that, are they writing for the onion? Is this legit stories? Right. And there were some weirdos. And I felt bad, but they were true and but some of the stories were like really out there. So it went away. So fast forward ten years, this whole process happens, and I'm thinking well what 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 kind of a way to share messages right of of motivation, of encouragement, of inspiration, after getting a lot of just individual, hey, what you're doing is inspiring me. So NSPray came back into my head and I I found in the beginning of this process before you know I, I became a part of B three and before I really started homing in on this, I started listening to a podcast. But there was different podcasts and they were all geared around interviewing celebrity. They're interviewing the I would say like the A list and B listers. Right. That have uh, a ton of resources. They have chefs, they have a gym in their home, they have a nutritionists on call. They have a team working with them because they have endless resources. But what about the average day person that goes to work? You know, they have to take their kids to sports. They take their kids to school, then go to work. They're balancing a part-time job, a, a full-time job, you know, a business, you know, like yourself owning B3. Where, where are these stories at? And, and I wanted to make sure that there could be a, an outlet, a channel for everyday people that have transformational stories either physical transformation or a business transformation they they went from working three jobs and trying to start their own business now they're they're killing it in their own business uh, mental health people they have they have struggled with mental health and now they're doing fantastic or addiction you know th- where, where are these stories at you don't hear about them you you hear the celebrity story of, of right. people going to these resorts for 60 days to to get themselves healthy which uh, there's a means to everybody. But you don't hear the common the common person story, so that's where I came about with Inspirate. Uh Thankfully, I, I got my first sponsor here, and uh, it's actually uh, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist came through as my first sponsor. That's so, awesome. yeah, so it's and I told him this is high risk. I don't have any metrics for downloads. I don't have any viewing uh, demographic data. It's literally it's a risk, and if your heart feels that this is the right thing to be sponsored to helping out with. He's like, absolutely. You read the website. He goes, "This is amazing. This but is absolutely amazing." But that's where amazing.
1: your dream is. That's where your transformation has led you. I it's, think it's awesome.
0: Exactly. So that's how Enspray has came about. So we're we're sitting here now. I've I knew you in high school. Didn't really know you, like know you. We weren't in the same like social circles. Right. But we went to high school together. You came in and Andrew. I don't know. Did you go to junior high and
1: I went to a Lutheran school, pre K through eighth grade. Okay.
0: Okay, so then you came to Andrew High School. Correct. And we were actually, we both graduated in 97. Yep. We have tons of mutual friends that yes. we know. But we just never really crossed paths. Our social circles were, were different. Right? right. It was big high school. I think we had like five, 600 kids yeah. graduate. So fast forward, Mike's like, hey, reach out to Jill Lenson at B3. So that's where we come into play. But yes. I want to talk about right now how B3 came to play. How Jill Lenzen became this rock star of <laughs> of like, you're more or less you're an artist and where your sculptures of what what you your, what you've done. How how have you came to where you're at with B three and describe that process?
1: I started my fitness journey and physical therapy. Uh, schooling, I graduated in 2004 from Midwestern University with my doctorate in physical therapy. And then I proceeded to work outpatient orthopedics for years. And I started specializing in women's health physical therapy four years later. In about 2008, I flew all over the country and took classes by the Herman and Wallace Foundation to specialize in pelvic floor rehabilitation Mm -hmm. and women's health And there was always a fitness component to it. So I did that at physical therapy clinics and I headed up programs and things of that nature. And I did that for over 15 years. And I have always had a love of fitness. I've always had a interest in nutrition. And at the young age of 38, I decided to get into bodybuilding And that is where I really started to hone in on the weightlifting nutrition components of fitness. And I got my certified nutrition specialist certification because I knew I wanted to somehow combine my love of fitness, my interest in nutrition and the knowing how important it is to reach goals as well as physical therapy. So I have all of these things that I love and enjoy that all work very well together that you need to incorporate into somebody's programming. So I decided that there wasn't something out there that was custom to each person because you can't give cookie cutter training programs or nutrition advice because everybody's body is different. It's the same thing with physical therapy. You can't just throw exercises at someone. It has to be specific Mm -hmm. and not everyone has the same goal. So it has to be specific to what people want. And I feel like there wasn't anything that really dealt with people on an individual level because it's very time consuming and it's a lot of work. And so I feel like the big companies and the bigger fitness places don't pay enough individual attention to people. So I just came up with starting to do programs for friends. Mm-hmm. And it snowballed into wanting to make a career out of it and have my own company where I can do it full time. So I took the B3 fitness, which is be strong, be healthy, be confident. I also have three little children and all of their first names start with B. So it was very uh, meant to be that way. That's So we, uh, my husband and I came up with that and I started just doing more and more nutrition and training programs and I really saw on social media the muddy waters and the misinformation and I just felt compelled to do something about it because the average person that doesn't have a degree in nutrition and fitness, they would not know what to believe because the information that is out there there is a lot of garbage and people are just trying to sell things and there's so much restriction and there's so much there's so much information that just isn't true out there. I really wanted to put out a program that was authentic and custom and really focused on the basics. So it snowballed from there. Now I have a gym in my basement. I do personal training one-on-one. I do Zoom training. I, um, I'm i just really trying to focus on individual clients' needs and what their goals are.
0: Right. Now, four years ago, let me say that's when all this started, right? Roughly yeah, about four years about ago. about four years ago. You had your first client. Yes. What was that like for you for nerve wise that you've literally you're going to do a 180? You've got three beautiful babies at the time, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a husband that's working, mm-hmm. very, very active. Your life's very, very active. Yes. So now you're going to jump into the 16 foot part of the pool. Yes. and We're going to swim backwards, even though that you I mean, you, you have almost two decades of experience yes. of of training and, and different types of scenarios with that. But now it's solely up to you you're not working for a company as a uh, a physical therapist it's purely you're working for you your first client comes in or now you launch b3 or i don't even know if it was called b3 before you got your first client so it was almost like a demo i was like uh hey i'm gonna try this out on you you're gonna be my lab rat what was that like were you were you just petrified the entire time or you had a you obviously you're very goal-oriented but did you have that that bottomless pit feeling like the first like a first game or a first date where you're like oh boy like this better work
1: (laughs) honestly um it was a couple okay that was it was a couple it was a husband and wife that i did programs for and trained um i actually was extremely excited i knew that the information that i had and the plan and the program that i had was solid So I honestly was not terrified. I was excited to start. I was super excited that somebody was going to let me um, give them a program and they were going to follow it. And they ended up doing exceptionally well and, you know, really learned a lot um, about they started going to the gym together. They started walking together with their daughter. They... Did um, They made meals together. And so they really changed their lifestyle. So I feel like the B3 Fitness program is very science-based. So I really didn't have a whole lot of nerves about it not working because science is science and evidence is evidence. It's the execution of the program that's the hard part. It's not the fundamental reasoning behind it. So I knew it would work if they implemented it correctly and I decided when it all kind of fell into place that this couple was one that was going to do it the way that it was supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. So I knew that they were going to have pretty good results from the get-go as long as they stayed true to the program and they did. So it was actually really exciting for me.
0: So before you make a transformation, there's probably – I mean this is one thing that I say – you gotta have the will. You gotta have that fire. You you have to do it. And yeah, I don't think you said it directly in these words, but more or less is don't waste my time. And if you're gonna if we're gonna do something you're gonna do it hundred percent. And the will is I think might be the biggest component, That fire that you if you truly want it, get it. And if not, then no one's gonna have hurt feelings.
1: I try to convey that. I've been doing a lot more phone conversations with people and I started doing some more voice memoing with people during the programs because I feel like context and tone matters. No one's perfect. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to have slip ups, mess ups, days that aren't as good as others. But if you are not committed every single morning when you wake up to trying to win the day, to trying to do your best and your best is going to look different every day. Right. And that's okay. So granting yourself grace on the days that you're not 100%, but still putting forth that effort, you have to commit to a program. You can't, it's not magic. It won't work if you don't work. So I try and tell people from the get-go, I promise that the fundamental science behind this works, but it doesn't work if you don't put the effort and the time in, and it is effort. Losing weight is hard. Building muscle is hard. It takes sacrifice in different ways, shapes, and forms to do both of those things. And if you can't put forth that effort, it's not going to happen. So I do try and tell people if you're going to pay for a program, you want it to work, you have to say, I'm committed to doing this.
0: What was your wow, like your big wow moment? And from today to day one, with your first, what was the wow of where it like you you felt it? It hit the core pretty good.
1: There's been a couple of them. Um, I've had a couple of messages from people um, that have told me you changed my life, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that I met you because I am. I look better. I feel better. I'm more confident and I'm happier Mm -hmm. because of all the things that I've learned. So I've had a few of those messages and those really wow you and make you so grateful for what you do. And then I've also been really, really busy, which is so awesome because this little company that could, that started in my brain is now really taken off and to me it just means there's that many people out there taking control of their health right and getting fit and learning because i want this program to be something where they learn i it's not just a take this plan follow it for 12 weeks and then go back to your old habits it's it's meant to educate yeah so that For the rest of your life, you take these three months or six months or nine months and you use what you learn, that little 1% for the rest, 99% of your life. Mm -hmm. And it makes all of that better by dedicating this small amount of time to really learning the basics of resistance training and nutrition.
0: Located in Homer Glen and New Lenox, Illinois, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist provides comprehensive podiatry services to people of all ages. Christopher Vittori and Amit Zacharar are dedicated to helping patients treat a wide range of foot and ankle issues. With expertise in ankle sprains, bunion treatment, diabetic foot care, neuropathy, and more, the team at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist combines its professional experiences to deliver effective and targeted treatments. You can call them for an appointment at 708-273-7080 and visit them at vittorifootclinic.com. so you're a champion bodybuilder or fitness competitor I think champion i Thanks, I, I apologize because I, I I do know that there are four separate categories yes in women's uh physique, correct. You have bodybuilding, total, I believe, then you have fitness. Then you have a cross between, like, fitness and bodybuilding, which is more like gymnastics and...
1: There is... um, Well, in the NPC... Yeah, I'm in the NPC, which is the National Physique Committee, and there is figure. Okay. There is, um, like, there's the figure, and then when you get to hire, there's fitness and bikini, and there is physique... The, um, bodybuilding was taken away and it's coming back. So mm-hmm. there's different um, categories, but I personally compete in the bikini category. The bikini category. Yes.
0: So we were on vacation, uh, three, four weeks, jeez, four weeks ago, and we we're at my daughter's volleyball tournament in Orlando. And I saw this young lady walk next to me, and she was sipping on a, a cup of water. It was like a little tiny, and she was obviously a competitor and I did not know what type of competition they had like the Orlando some type of big uh it was a qualifier Mm -hmm. for for the main one and I was talking with her and she was in the fit the fitness Mm -hmm. where she had to do a routine and everything and we were watching through the door because we didn't buy tickets we got in a little bit too late and we had to get a little girl that played volleyball all day but it's the the amount of discipline and the amount of sacrifice and the amount of focus, which I'd say maybe is part of discipline, is insane. Absolutely insane. You got two schools of looking at this, and I'm going to say f- just from my view. You got one where people will see it, it's like, oh, my God, this guy, he's all juiced up. And then I shake my head, and I get disgusted, and I want to slap him. And then you get one like that could be one of the most focused, uh, purpose-driven individuals I've ever seen. And I that's how I see that. The amount of focus that it takes for the nutrition, the macronutrient, to know exactly to the gram or ounce or milliliter of to make your body like that to have what was a three percent body fat, four percent body fat at that level.
1: I, I, yeah, it's low. I a lot of people don't test, it, but because it's not incredibly accurate, but it's very low. It, it's insane.
0: <laughs> my my hat goes off to the population that wants to, com- to compete in that. I'm just looking to get just a little, no, just some no flab. Yeah, I it's a, a very
1: extreme sport. I've done four shows um, th- starting like three and a half years ago, and I did three local shows, and then COVID hit, and I was prepping for two national shows, and I was mid-prep about six to eight weeks in. They canceled my show, So then I went back to maintenance and then I prepped again for another 16 weeks for a national show that was moved twice locations due to COVID and finally went on in November, which five weeks before the show, I dropped a 25-pound plate on my foot and broke my toe. But I had committed to it. I wanted to do it. I had prepped twice for it. And I still competed um, at the show despite having the broken toe in my five-inch heels, but I did it anyways.
0: So you're able to compete with a broken toe. Yes. You raised three beautiful children that I was fortunate to coach one of them in flag football last year, and and two daughters that are just rock stars. Yes. to To keep a beautiful home, right? To balance other family schedules. And able to focus on your nutrition, which would you say the nutrition part of it is more like a 90-10? Could you give a percentage of how – what would you say for nutrition to fitness where it's 90% eating, 10% working out?
1: So when it comes to – for me, for the bodybuilding? Right, yeah. 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 So um, I actually do have a coach. His name is Mike Lacombe. Um, They call him Pitbull. I am on Team Pit. It is located on a playlist. He is my competition coach because. On
0: Instagram or Facebook? Yes,
1: he is. um, What's Swollen Pitbull.
0: Swollen Pitbull. Yes.
1: Look him up. That is my competition coach. Um, He is very good at what he does. He's uh, IFBB Pro. He just turned pro. Wow. Um, He's been competing for about 10 years. He's awesome. He has a gym at his house. And that is how I got into bodybuilding. I met him through a mutual friend. And he pretty much told me, yeah, you can do it. But you got about 10 days if you want to compete in this one show. So it was kind of like sign up or don't sign up. And I did. And then I did my first show. And it was very eye opening. And then I did the other shows after that. And you progressively get better at it. But here's the thing. Building muscle takes years. You can't say, I want to go compete and never have stepped in a gym before. You won't have any muscle under there. You have to work on building muscle for years. Yeah. Newbies, like people who have never worked out before, their nutrition's on point and they're working out like maybe resistance training like five days a week. At the most, they can probably put on one pound of muscle a month. And that's for somebody who is brand new that's never worked out. So to actually get muscle muscle, development takes years and so that is all done during off seasons and over the course of your life I've been lifting weights for you know 15 20 years yeah Yeah. when it comes to dieting down for a show in order to show that muscle that you've worked on for years and years right it is almost all diet but you have to keep your resistance training to spare your muscle because as you're dieting down your body wants to use anything it can for fuel right, and it will take your muscle so you need to be in a deficit but still lifting to spare yeah. muscle and yes the deficit gets extreme and in order to have that low of a body fat percentage for stage It is an extreme, like my clients don't do it. I don't do it. I'm not a specialist at that extreme level, which is why I have a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Competition is a completely different animal than lifestyle. And it is not my forte. I've not been in the bodybuilding um, world for long enough. I would never coach a competitor um, because peak week and all those things are an art And that is what my coach does. But it is all diet when it comes to um, when it comes to a show. And it is brutal and extreme, but it is for one day and it's not sustainable. And people don't walk around looking like that. It's just for show day. And then um, relatively quickly, you put back on body fat. You just have to be careful. That's why you reverse diet after a show or else you'll put on weight too fast. But yeah, it's extreme. It's it. It was a challenge, though. Like I said, I've been yeah. doing this for a really long time, and it was just something that kind of called out to me that I always wondered if I could do. And so, um, I will be hopefully competing at Masters Nationals in twenty twenty two.
0: Awesome! You said a word called sustainable. Yes, and, and that's it's uh, one of like the foundation words in our home now. Is it sustainable? But I I wanted to touch on the you're you're talking on how it's just for one day right and and people cut to these low body fats and are chiseled but yet you go to any magazine shelf or online and right. you see 5% people 5% body fat people all over and so now there's this idea that people are supposed to look like that right and yes. it's very very highly unlikely that Somebody can get to that unless they're training specifically with a coach like coach pitbull right right that you're specializing
1: in that and but just so you know those people are probably really miserable
0: yeah <laughs> they they're they need not a cheeseburger <laughs>
1: yeah they yeah they do they want a cheeseburger they your leanest most likely is not your happiest,
0: yeah why is that i mean why why is that glamorized it it bothers me it bothers me because i'm i've for the last year and we're going to talk about this in a little bit i've done some cuts under b3 plan 12 right. weeks i would maintenance for two 12 week maintenance for two now i'm going on my sixth or seventh week of maintenance and i was down to some low calories for my size and i was real big and i'm still pretty big but it's uh i was down to low calories but then you go and see this, and now I'm thinking, oh, man, I want to look like that. And everyone has that seed that's planted, but it's super unrealistic. More or less, it, it, do you think it's it's the this whole health industry in a whole? I'm going to say just a giant umbrella covering that they can pump all this stuff out there and it's going to just plant many seeds for highly unlikely results.
1: It's all about money. Yeah. So, the The look of a lot of the Instagrammers and the <laughs> magazines is not sustainable. And the thing is, is that they're usually pushing a lot of product. They're pushing waist trainers. Right. They're pushing a one? meal replacement, a waist trainer. One. You've never seen those. No. It's like a belt. It's a belt Run. that you wear around your waist and they say it shrinks your waist and people take it off and they're really sweaty. And it's because they lost water weight. And it's just water. It makes you sweat more because you have a big, huge belt around your waist. It doesn't do anything besides smash your organs. It's like a corset, like the Kardashians that. wear. That's it? Yeah. So people think that gives them a little waist.
0: So if I wear that, I'll have uh, I'll have some nice Kim hips and, a, waist. Good, and yes. a good butt? No, yeah. I'll be v out. out?
1: Most of the time for any of this stuff, my answer is going to be calorie deficit. So... People buy waist trainers. People do meal replacement like shapes. It is a corset. Look at yeah.
0: There's like five velcro strips.
1: People have (laughs) their own companies. I mean, it's it's huge, and they also sell, um, you know, fat burners and all sorts of pills that you can take and magic foods. That's another one. Buy this; it burns fat quicker. There are no magic foods. So buy this, it helps you do this and buy this program. It's all its all gimmick. It's all gimmicks. It's all gimmicks, which is why with my program, people are like, well, what kind of supplements do I have to take? And I'm like, whey protein and creatine. Like those yeah. are not even considered real supplement right. supplements. They right. have the most caffeine. Right. Those are the most researched supplements on the market in the world. There's tons of research behind them for years and years and years. If you want to take them, you can, but you don't have to do anything. You don't need to eat certain foods. You don't need to cut out certain foods unless you're allergic to them. And you don't need any gimmicks. People major in the minors a lot, and it's because of all the misinformation out there and the guy with the eight-pack on the front of a magazine where he's – either photoshopped or he's miserable because he hasn't eaten and guess what he's not going to look like that tomorrow once he actually eats and drinks and has some carbs and stuff and fills out a little bit a lot of those people or they're taking something and that's you know they might be doing that too but the thing is is that if you want a sustainable healthy life you're probably not going to be at your leanest I've had some people really have a goal number in mind like I want to be 140 pounds. I'm 147. I have to get to 140 pounds. Do you know what it's going to take to get to 140 pounds for, say, some small female? They're going to be miserable. They can't eat at restaurants. They can't drink alcohol. They can't have dessert. They can't do this, that, and the other because they need to be in such a deficit that they're going to be pretty unhappy because it's going to affect the rest of their life. So what is that five to seven pounds to you?
0: Maybe that's your life. The pounds, though, and I learned this through you. It's the percentage, yeah, right. And how big is that percent? Well, is that four percent, right? Five percent? That's huge. So, for instance, at my heaviest, I was at what four? We'll say four hundred. Five percent for me at four hundred pounds was twenty pounds. Yeah, that's twenty pounds.
1: Twenty pounds,
0: and and seven seven pounds. It might even be less than that percentage, but that's huge. Yeah. That's insane. That's an insane amount of weight. And
1: usually on the B3 program, most people can expect to lose about 10% of their body weight. That is the average that I came up with. um, That is a healthy fat loss rate. So it's 0.5 to 2.5 pounds a week on average. So some weeks you're going to lose nothing. Other weeks you might lose four. But on average, it's a half a pound to two and a half pounds a week. And people get really frustrated because it's not fast enough, it's not quick enough, it's not enough pounds, it's and they're not used immediate to
0: graphication.
1: Yes, and people are used to doing drastic measures like cleanses, which is another. Oh, don't get me started on detoxes and cleanses. You have a liver; that's what it does. You have kidneys. Don't buy juices. <laughs> don't buy cleanses. It's they're garbage, and you don't need them. Um, but you can expect to lose about ten percent of your body weight. So for a small female, that's one hundred and forty pounds maybe 14 pounds. That's a lot, depending on their height, their weight, right, and all right. of those things that I got to take into consideration. Somebody who's 200, maybe 20 pounds. I've had a lot of people go a little bit above and a little bit below, but it also depends on their basal metabolic rate, their you know total daily energy expenditure, their height, their weight, their age, some of their genetics, how long they've been lifting. That's all the art of it that I take into account when I sit down and Figure out somebody's macros and how to progress them. People want quick results and they want variety, which is also not advisable. What you do don't you mean need variety. To sh- a lot of people want their macros changed all the time. They want their calories dropped if they don't see um, uh, the scale results. move for a week, or yeah. they want their training program like switch it up on me. And the thing is, is if something's broke, not broke, you don't fix it. Right. And when it comes to losing weight. My two favorite words that everyone knows are patience and consistency. You don't hit a plateau unless you've been 90% or greater consistent and the scale hasn't moved in like three to four weeks. That might be a plateau, but usually some things, usually consistency is the problem.
0: Accountability. Yes.
1: And so... I don't change things just because somebody wants me to change them or they just want this constant feeling that they're moving forward because this week they only lost a half a pound. I have pounds. pound, I have a pound, that's great. Or a pound a week, that's 12 pounds in three months. So I think being there for people and teaching them that sustainable, slow weight loss teaches you the proper habits and people want to look like that guy on the magazine in like – six weeks and i just don't think people understand the level of dedication and hard work and years that people have spent getting to look like that you can't just be like everyone's thing that they always tell me that i always hear from females i want to tone up there's no such thing as toning i don't know where that term came from either you have to build
0: what do they when they say tone up
1: they want to I mean, look they fit. They want
0: to look hard. They want to look fit. Okay.
1: And looking fit usually requires building muscle.
0: So you have to and work And losing out, fat. And you have to eat right.
1: Ta da! Wow. For years. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. So I really think that the magazines are very misleading. And all of the, you know, if you look at a magazine on the front, it'll say, Lose 20 pounds in six weeks and be your best self in 30 days and all of that. And it's all garbage because you can't make those kind of changes in that amount of time. So I think educating people on the fact that it's a lifestyle and it's a lifetime. You can't just do three months and be done. You really have to change the way that you look at food and training and just make it a part of your life.
0: Located in Homer Glen and New Lenox, Illinois, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist provides comprehensive podiatry services to people of all ages. Christopher Vittori and Amit Zachar are dedicated to helping patients treat a wide range of foot and ankle issues with expertise in ankle sprains, bunion treatment, diabetic foot care, neuropathy, and more. The team at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specials combines its professional experiences to deliver effective and targeted treatments. You can call them for an appointment at 708-273-7080 and visit them at vittorifootclinic.com. All right, so that was, it's a great transition into how B3 came into the Hastings home to to Sarah's in my home and everything that you've said now for the time is literally normal for our home now it's a change of behavior it's a change of the, the psychology of how we eat why we eat how we look at food how we look at training how we look at working out how we even look at the scale so we'll say uh, about hell one year ago last week I went to Mike's house and he's like, Hey, let me show you the, the kid swing set in the backyard. And so we're walking back there and he goes to do a pull up and he, he gets a pull up in. And I think he might just started with you around that time. And he's like, You got you gotta check out Jill at B three. Now I saw your social media and you were killing it in the in the physique world. I mean you you're j- jacked. You know you're doing great. <laughs> I said, well, you know what? I might have to. I got to figure some stuff out. And he's like, what do you mean? And uh, I told him I weigh 415 pounds. And He's like, what? I'm like, I weigh 415 pounds, Mike. He's like, there's no way. But shortly before that, I did like a half a pull-up. I almost got my whole body up at 415 pounds for a pull-up. So that's wow. why it was like, I couldn't really believe it. it. It was very, I was in disbelief. I was in denial. My clothes were tight. They, they've always been tight, though, but I mean, I was at 4XL shirts. I was at 54, 56-inch pants, and but I can go jog a mile. I can go jog around the path behind my house where the, where the ball fields are. I can almost do a pull-up. I was repping 315, right. so I didn't. my mind wasn't putting at I'm 415 pounds, right. let alone 400 pounds, but let's add 15 onto it just to make sure that nail goes right through because the Because you were strong. I was strong. And mm-hmm. I was lifting every day. I mean, a week before I went to the doctor, I did 10 rounds in the garage. And the garage was 100 degrees. It was like 102 degrees because we put the thermometer in there. We did 10 rounds, me and a friend of mine, minute and a half rounds on and off. Wow. At 100 plus degree garage. But 400-pounders could do that. Right. And that's I, so how I told the doctor. He goes, well, you're just in shape. I mean, it's, you're in good shape for being 400 pounds, but you're 400 pounds. Like, okay, well, thanks for a reminder, Right. <laughs> So I was dabbling, dabbling along. Mike's like, "Hey, just got you got to look at your macros." He tried feeding some stuff at me. I'm like, "All right, man, whatever works for you." <laughs> and so I'll, I said, "I'll just cut, I'll just cut back some, you know, some of the eating out because we ate out all the time. Right. Uh, I thought I ate healthy, but then I, I'm in an industry, my full time job, where we do a lot of catering and and eating out. And I'd make thought I was making smart decisions where I would go for the chopped salad with the two things of dressing and the right. bread because it's salad. I'm gonna right. have a whole thing of salad yep. and have that bread because it's warm and yummy. Yeah. And the two things of dressing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I only lost I think maybe 20 pounds, 25 pounds, and I wasn't doing it right. And Sarah, uh, she was a big girl too. Now for people listening to this, Sarah's six foot tall. She's got a set of shoulders on her. She's I mean, and she's just a big girl. That's mm-hmm. how she was built. She played basketball in high school and college, and she's just a very tall lady. And but she was getting big too. And we were more or less supporting our own demise. Right. We were both each other's drug because neither one of us saw each other as being big because this is how you know this, this is, how, is we, how we do it. Yeah, we this do is, it together. Yeah, that, that's it. And you can't really tell on people's size when you see them every day.
1: You also don't want. To have to internally look at what you're doing either.
0: Yeah, and I'm definitely not going to piss off the Lithuanian girl. So then she cracks <laughs> no, me no in no. the head after saying something. <laughs> so so she said the same thing. She, over the course of weeks, she goes, I'm walking every day. I'm walking miles every day. And I'm not losing any weight. My clothes aren't fitting. Look at this photo. We weren't taking any photos. I literally have maybe like five photos from the 400-pound oh, yeah. era, and very limited photos between the two of us so we had to make a change September uh, end of August came about and we started flag football and I was telling Mike I'm like yeah Mike uh Jill's son's playing for us and you know he's killing it this is his first year doing flag and and he goes you gotta make that call I'm like I don't know man I'm like I don't know if I'm ready to do that I'm like that's all in he's like well all in or you're gonna you're gonna die young man he's like you're 400 pounds so we set up the call, and let me tell you the the struggle between Sarah and I of calling and to Aww. to get this going wow. was was big because I didn't know that it was tough. Mm-hmm. It, it was tough because it was a full committal, and yeah. more or less we looked at each other. So well, if we're gonna do this, we're, we're gonna we're gonna jump in together. It's the only way it's gonna succeed. Yeah. Because you know, b- being together in a home, you know, it's if, if I'm doing something one way, she's doing the other way. You spread apart, right? You don't stay together. You don't stay linear you're parallel, you, you phase off and either one's going to crash and burn or one's going to be upset that the other one is taking off. And why aren't you supporting? So guess what we're going to do this together. So I remember we had our call. We, uh, that was uh, end of August, beginning of September. And we had our first weigh-ins and it was horrendous. It was the most, um, most compromising time. No one saw these photos except for me, Sarah and you. Right. But for us to stand there and and take the photos it was just like oh my god so we took our first photos and we set some goals like we had many goals and That's i didn't way to se- do it i didn't set a number goal i knew i wanted to lose weight i just flat out set it but i had my main goal was i just don't want to shop at the big man store anymore right i don't want i don't want to do it it's horrible you know, I mean, they're, they're nice stores. I'm not knocking the big man's right, store. Right, right. But I just—I do not like having to try on three or four different versions of shirts because they're all cut differently, even though they have the same 4XL number. Or right. I have to, I'm told i got to order it because we just don't carry it. That was my main goal. Sarah had her goals, and she'll, she'll talk about those at a time as well. But we we started. We, we had our call with you. I remember the first grocery shop we didn't even know where to look for some of this stuff. You know, lavish bread. We're like, what the hell is lavish bread? <laughs> now we eat lavish bread. I have lavish bread with my lunch. Yeah. It's a go-to item. I get pissed when week, the stores don't have week,
1: it. Week one, everybody, it's a little overwhelming because, yeah. you know, the grocery shopping, it gets definitely easier.
0: It, it becomes routine. Routine. Because, because you're you're educated on it. Yes. So we did our first phase and... I, I honestly don't even remember the numbers, but we, we started it and September 8th was fa- I call it phase one. Now I was doing mm-hmm. Instagram. I, I like feeling accountable, uh, to when I, when I put, put everything out there, right? Yep. When you verbalize something to somebody, now you got some skin, some right. skin on it. And so I can verbalize to Sarah that, Hey, I'm going to lose weight. And the next thing you know, I'm at Chick-fil-A pound and, you know, two chicken sandwiches. I'm going to start tomorrow. Well, now I'm throwing it out there to the public. Now that's really opening yourself up, right?
1: Absolutely. So
0: I started working out. I I was very hesitant on the plan too because I'm coming from a football background, where I did seven lifts. And you're
1: taking weightlifting advice from a bikini chick. I get that a lot. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) It's okay. I get it. (laughs) And I and I
0: tried every plan, and and I tried every plan, and all of a sudden I got this 115 pound little tiny girl saying, "Do it this way. Just give me 12 weeks." (laughs) I remember you said that you're like, just Please. give me twelve weeks. Just try it. I was okay. I will. Yeah. But it, it was it was very tough, and we tried every single fad, and I and I call 'em fads because now knowing the science behind what f- food is, it's fuel. And I use this analogy on the last on the last talk I had is your car, and if you're one of those 1960 Chevelles, I'm not a car guy, so right. I'm gonna say it's like a 19 <laughs> uh, one of those classics. Classics, yeah. The exterior is pristine. Why? Because they take care of it. They they clean it. It's hence working it out, right? right? Like the body. The fuel in it is the best fuel you can get. Right. Now in a human, that is clean food. That that is eating what nature intended you to eat. Right. All the belts are working, the engine's working. Those are your organs. Those are your tendons. They're yep. all stretched. They're trained. And that car will last as long as it, it it's possible to last right without something going out, but it's a nineteen sixties car and it still looks brand new today that's how i I view now this whole this whole process, and that's how we 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 talked Sarah and I talked is yep. that we have to put the food in our body to to sustain longevity I need to buy your buy buy back years yeah years when i was i'm gonna say like twenty four to forty were some rough years. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I did did what I wanted and I ate what I wanted and I, on the weekends we'd have a bottle of wine and then we're like, hey, let's get some tacos. Right. You know, but what does that do to the body and how long it took and how hard it took for me to undo it? So we started September 8th and that was hard and here's some really tough things with that first phase was one is that we had to make sacrifices, huge sacrifices and part of them were a lot of social, social sacrifices. Yeah. Because it's almost like an a, I would, I don't really know a lot about like the addiction therapies, but from what I've heard, like a an addict where you don't want to put yourself into a situation where you might be severely tempted to fail. That those were the weekends. Those were going out. Those were going to a restaurant, and we had no clue what healthy really was. I mean, we thought it was healthy because it had heart next to it, right. but then I would have two beers. You know, right. my, and my liver was the size of Andre the Giant's. So I had four beers. I so wouldn't right. be affected by right. it. Right, right. Be fine. We we had to remove ourselves from that, and that was tough. And we lost contact with some people, some people that we would say we were friends. You know, because we didn't have that lifestyle anymore. But that was okay. We understood that, and we accepted it. At first, it was tough, but then it was like, ah, all right. Then towards the middle of the phase was some more social events of going out. Now what do we do? It's, it's almost like you get scared. Yes. It's shocking. It's like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? Because we're food addicts. We're, we're addicted to unhealthy foods. And we were put into those situations, and we made perfect calls on it. We, we chose not to drink. We chose not to have any type of additives, uh, you know, and we more or less got basic foods from the restaurant. Right. The end of the first phase happened, and we were both down significant amounts. And the yes. end of the first phase was right around uh, – the week before Thanksgiving, no, it was the week after Thanksgiving. Right, because we had to we had to do Thanksgiving. Yeah, and we were at low calorie amounts. Right, and the best thing again that could have happened to us was COVID. Was yeah. the best because we were at home. Yeah, and we didn't go to my mom's where she has like more food. It could probably feed like three countries' and right impoverished areas. And just obscene amounts of food. And I knew that we were, we'd we have to eat six ounces of turkey. We had a cup of green beans and a cup of uh, potatoes. And um, I think we had a dessert factored in there as well. But that was coming towards our last week. Right. So we were low. And we knew that. And when we signed up for the program, we understood what our big obstacles are going to be. Because how do people celebrate? What do they celebrate with?
1: Food and drink.
0: Food and drink. And
1: that's okay. And that's right. the one thing I do want to stress is that it is... It is hard and you have to know yourself of can I be in that situation and control myself? Because yeah. if you can't, sometimes removing yourself is yeah. good. But I also tell people there's never a good time to start. There's always going to be a party, a yes. wedding, an event. There's always going to be something. Right. And you have to learn how to navigate it. Yeah. And if at first that is not going, then that's totally yeah. fine. But I don't want people to be hermits and I don't want them to give up their social lives. But you also need to learn what your calorie budget is yes. and how to spend it. Yes. And that doesn't mean you can't have a beer. It means you can't have 12. And it doesn't mean you can't have a slice of cake. It means you can't have half the cake. Right. So it's not, you don't have to eliminate really anything. You have to watch how much you're having of it. And if you're having something that is calorie dense, it's going to take out of your budget. You just have to think of your calories as a budget. And when you're dieting, your budget's really low. Yes. So when you spend it on things like alcohol and calorie-dense foods, it doesn't leave you with a lot, and those right. foods and drinks leave you hungry. Yes. So then it can be miserable. But a lot of people on the program complain that it's too much food or they have they're very full. And it's because if you're eating that nutrient-dense food, you aren't really hungry, yeah. and you spend your budget differently. So I think that is something that people really start to figure out while they're going through this is where are their strengths and weaknesses? What things do they have trouble giving up? I have a lot of people that really notice their relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Because 80% of the United States drinks. Yes. And so when I say a glass of wine, the way that you pour is probably about 200 and some calories. You have a bottle of wine by yourself on the weekend. That's 700 calories. You pulled yourself out of a deficit. And when you tell people... That it's not advisable to drink the whole bottle, maybe just have one glass. A lot of people can't do that or really start to question their relationship with alcohol. And sometimes it's questioning their relationship with food. Right. Or weekends.
0: Yeah. I so mean, and hell, that's I it's a big bottles. struggle.
1: It definitely you have to once you're aware yeah. that everything has calories and you have your budget. How you spend it is up to you, but right. the way that you spend it really determines how you feel.
0: No, I haven't had a technical full drink since we started in September, uh, August. Wow, I August. cannot say the same, Kyle. I, I have not. <laughs> I, so it, it's weird because I look at it now is that I'm going to I'm going to again sacrifice is one yes. that I have to sacrifice something out of my fuel right. to 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 indulge and it's sort of there's no really good way of saying it no yeah, but I and my mind cannot I can't comprehend on wasting something I need because I know when I have to eat because I start getting tired I feel it now I flat out feel it I Mm -hmm. gotta eat and I just I don't need that type of wasted calories okay the other thing was the accountability of it is that I committed to this Yes. That I need to succeed, not only for myself, but for my family. But it's for me. I need to succeed at this. What is that going to do to me? Okay. Everyone knows what happens. Everyone goes out for a couple of drinks. Next thing you know, they at a burrito stand or whatever yeah, taco place. Or right. They're getting whatever they want. Now you're in a downward spiral. Now right. you're going to reset. Now you're going to feel like hell for the next 16 hours because you just ate this food And
1: the alcohol coming out of your system takes the whole day and it actually does affect your hunger hormones, your leptin and your ghrelin. And it also affects your REM sleep. So you usually have about seven REM cycles per night. And when you drink alcohol, it takes that down to three. So it doesn't matter if you are passed out, you're still, your quality of sleep is off. And that affects your leptin and your ghrelin. So then the next day you physically feel hungry because your hormones are off and your cortisol levels high and you want to eat garbage food. That whole I'm hungover and I want to get crappy food thing is real because you just poisoned yourself with the toxin that has actually thrown off your hormones. So then... You're not going to work out the next day because you feel like garbage and you eat bad food. And exactly, a downward spiral happens. Maybe it's for a day. Maybe it's for two. Maybe it's for a couple longer than that. Women usually tend to take longer to feel better than yeah. men. Um, and it really is a matter of choices.
0: Yeah. The accountability and the sacrifice. and Those were the two things with that first phase. Now, getting back to the workout part of it that, again, I'm coming from a what I've never deviated from a football power type lifting. I'm 40 years old. I've got a neck fusion. I've had a ruptured bicep tendon. I've had, I mean, knee cartilage replacements, but yet I still haven't put myself in check of what am I doing. So here comes this little tiny, little tiny bikini girl. Like, just give, trust me on doing this plan. Yep. And at first, I'm just like, it's like going through the motions. But I kid you not. It was I was so tired. Where I was getting, I would say even like some of the muscle tremors at the end. Perfect. Where it was it was insane. I was working to exhaustion. Fatigue.
1: fatigue. That's where you make the changes. And
0: it and it's load. It was load bearing lifts where I was getting stronger and I was probably stronger towards the end of the third phase. I was in better shape at the end of the third phase than I was my senior year of college That's playing so football. That's so awesome. I was lighter. I was stronger, and I was in smaller clothes, which was, which was amazing. But again, that was nine months, and we, we did yeah. that for nine months. Yeah. And every phase became more fun. Where people, when they hear a cut, when you're on a roll, right, you don't want it to stop, right? And you were flat out saying, "You guys got maintenance for two weeks, minimum two weeks." We're like, yeah. "Okay, we'll, we'll talk to you in two weeks," right? Because we were on a roll. I mean, we the momentum was going, and, yep. we, and we were moving. Fast forward nine months, we finished our our third, our, my third, our third phase. I call it phase three. Yeah, it was our third a third cut with two maintenance breaks in between. Yep. Then Coach Joe's like, uh-uh, "You guys are done for a couple months. You got to reset. And why? Why is that?"
1: The reason that when you are dieting for long periods of time, it is not only a psychological stress, but it's a physical stress on your body. So maintenance is a skill. Learning to live at maintenance calories and maintain your weight is where you should be for 90% of your life. So if you have a lot of weight to lose, if you have 10 pounds to lose, you could get it done in three months. If you have a significant amount to lose, to do it sustainably is going to take multiple rounds of fat loss. And... Some of the basic recommendations that I always say is whatever amount of time that you're in a cut, you should at least be half that time in maintenance. So if you spent nine months cutting, you should at least four months be in maintenance. Mm -hmm. And that is because you want to restore your hormones, your cortisol, your leptin, your ghrelin, the psychological stress of dieting, your sleep patterns. You want to get strong again. You were functioning on less calories than your body wanted in the gym you will notice that when you go up to maintenance calories and you start lifting, you're like a beast. And then you're sleeping. Amazing. It's where your body wants to be. It's homeostasis. It is maintenance is life. That is where you should be. And so that is a skill in and of itself. And you haven't done that yet. Mm -hmm. So for you personally, you lost a lot. And you cut, 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 cut. And you've gotten down. But you've never had to maintain. And maintaining requires probably just as much if not more discipline than a cut because if you go over calories in a cut you're just not going to lose but if you go over calories and maintenance you're going to gain mm-hmm. and so learning to live at maintenance and allow the scale to bounce around five pounds and live your life and go on vacation and have some fun and eat out and have a drink here and there if you want to um that is such a skill and you haven't done it at this weight before mm-hmm. So it is so imperative that you learn what your body needs to function on a really good level that it wants to be at. Mm -hmm. And then when you're ready, you can cut again to get down to where you want to be. But um, maintenance is required by all of my clients after three months of dieting because um, you cannot chronically diet. You have metabolic adaptations that happen. You have all these negative things that happen. So um, you can't diet forever.
0: Yeah. So I'm on week... Well, say week eight or June 8th was my last weigh-in date. So was it six weeks, seven weeks post?
1: Seven, I think.
0: So right now I'm at, I was at 298 and I've been at 298 Mm -hmm. pretty much since the end. Now, I don't know if five pounds is an average or if it's somebody my size, it's like a percentage.
1: I really base it off of wherever you end in a cut. You're always going to gain a little bit of it back yes. because you're going to increase your carbohydrates and right. you're going to increase your calories. So you're you're going to have intracellular um, your glycogen and you're going to have store some water right. and that's pretty normal. So everybody yeah. is a little bit different. When it starts getting you know upwards over ten pounds, you're probably putting a little bit of fat back on, yeah. and we want to rein that in. Okay.
0: So I'm right now. So I've done uh, nine pounds. Yeah. And I've sustained. Yep. And I, I, I'm a probably my number one app I use is MyFitnessPal. Yes. I'm on it constantly yep. because, again, accountability. Yep. I log all my meals, log everything. I still measure everything. I measured even the chickpeas I eat today for lunch in a measuring cup, and I weighed it. Everything has this. We have two food scales. We have tons of measuring cups. That is a way of life now. That is normal. And at first it wasn't. It was work. It was real hard. And that was one of the big things of why I I feel some people don't want to make this change, make a physical change, because it's work. It is work. Working out, working out isn't the hard part. That's the easiest part. Go for a walk. Get my steps in. Okay. Sign me so up. So it goes on your plate. Yeah. it goes. The, but then goes on yep. your plate, but then you then you journal it mm-hmm. on, on an app or whatever you do, and then you actually see what's in it. And you're like, my God, what what did I just eat? That plate of spaghetti I just got is 400, you know, 500 calories just for that little tiny side plate of spaghetti.
1: I always tell people to look at the Cooper's Hawk menu. They have a nutrition menu online and it's very well done and it's very easy to see. The highest dishes there are their salads and their fish dishes. And people would be very surprised by that. They think they're getting fish and it's healthy. They think they're ordering a salad and it's healthy, but it's butter and it's oil yeah, and it's super high calorie. So it's being educated on that kind of right. stuff and doing the measuring and the weighing. And at some point you might get to, if you spend, you know, six months, a year, maybe two tracking and learning those things, you can yeah. start to pull away from it. I don't yeah. track on the weekends. But I actually enjoy tracking because it also allows me to have my treats, factor them in, and then have zero guilt about eating them or drinking some calories. I'll log alcohol, but it's in my calorie budget. So I can just know that I'm totally okay. The math and the science is there. I fit it in. I can have it. Does that mean you should have junk all the time? No. But it also means you shouldn't overly restrict. If you want something, have it. Just make it fit.
0: Right. The cut part of it was, and I, I we laugh. I have a friend of mine. We text. I always text him what I what I'm eating for that day, or I'll show him like if I. You've I'm, had a
1: couple good pictures lately. Yeah. So
0: one of the I'll tell you the recipe in a second, but I I track everything to a T, and I have to because I need to feel accountable to it. But I share that when I'm on maintenance, it's harder than the cut. Yep. It's it's twenty times harder right now. Mm-hmm. One because the amount of food that I have to eat. The amount of real food, I'm at uh, 3,050 calories, I think, or 3,000, right between three thousand three thirty one hundred. 3,100. Right. People don't realize when you say 3,100 calories of what, when you're eating real food, how much food that uh-huh. is. It's insane, an amount of food. It's it is. It's six meals a Yeah, day. That's what I'm eating. Yeah. When I was doing the cut, I'd have a granola bar or a protein bar for a snack. I'd have <laughs> a shake for the other snack. I would have my... My six ounces of Jenny uh, O low right. sodium turkey breast with yep. my, my 35 calorie bread. I, I, I love it. I love it. It was dialed in. Right. But now I get to the end of my day. So I got to log my stuff in now. And I, I, well, yesterday, towards the end of the day, I was so under calories for my carbohydrates. Yeah. And I was like, all I do is eat carbs today. But I'm, I am was under 81 grams. I had two cups of, uh, what was the grams? I think it was 81, 81 grams of Cheerios because I found that is for a snacking Mm -hmm. food one of the most nutrient dense for carbohydrate it's really good
1: Um, the other thing is if you're really struggling and you don't want to you're not really hungry but you're going to eat is honey or maple syrup they are super super high carbohydrate real yeah real honey and real maple syrup are how I get like my athletes how I get a lot of their carbs in Um, it's very calorie dense and it's real high in carbs so I'll have them. And Raisin Bran is another one that I'll use for um Rice Krispies, uh okay. fast um digesting carb for post workout. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's all the stuff that you learn as you go. It's awesome. And I really feel like it does afford you the ability to say, I want this, I'm gonna make it fit. Yeah. Or um, you know, I want this treat, I'm gonna make it fit. But you do need to fuel yourself too yeah. under eating. Is just as detrimental sometimes as overeating um, because your body then adapts to those lower calories. so I get females a lot. So say somebody say there's a female hundred and forty pounds she's eating like a thousand calories and can't lose weight.
0: I think that's why I have her breakfast was a thousand calories right.
1: So what I have to do first is up their calories right reverse diet them back up to a normal level like two thousand yeah. calories let them live there for a while, and then cut them. So it's not always cut and dry. Um, I just had it happen with one of my elderly patients. She was um, not losing weight on like 1,400 calories. I dropped her. She's sedentary, but I kept dropping her, and I was like, this isn't sustainable or healthy. We have to actually spend almost two months working your calories back up to like 2,200. Right. Get you there, keep you there, let your body you know, balance itself out and then cut you. So now instead of dieting on 1,100 calories yeah. as a sedentary person, she's dieting on 1,650 calories and losing. So that is the art and science of it, yeah. It's um, which is why everything has to be so customized. You can't just throw like, the, oh, gosh, please, no one trusts the MyFitnessPal or the calculators. They're wrong. They're off. Which I don't calcu- – and- all of them. When it says like – I want to lose this many pounds per week. What should my calories be? Like you type okay. into my fitness pal and it gives you the calories and right. stuff. They're all wrong. Don't follow them. That's why you need a real coach that really figures out your macros. Those things are wackadoodle. I don't know who, I don't know who came up with those, but don't follow those. All right. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's huge because how many times, I mean, have you heard that people will this say uh, I'm supposed to eat this amount? Well, by the way, you're also probably have 230 pounds of muscle on you and you're, you know, 400 or, I mean, say like where I was at.
1: Here's the thing. People's basal metabolic rate, that is just what your body needs to survive. is very different. For somebody that has a ton of muscle mass, for, sorry, you small little females that are like 110 pounds and 4'11", you just don't need as many calories to function your little body. If you are petite, you just don't need as many calories as somebody who's six foot and 250 pounds. Yeah. So you will gain weight on significantly less calories. So say a couple, a guy can eat 3,000 calories and maintain, while the female can only eat 1,900 to maintain. You put those two people together, that female is going to gain a lot of weight because it's very easy to overeat. And especially when your partner is eating double what you can. Yeah. So learning how to manage um, a family and like a couple like you guys and have the portion sizes. When you see what you're supposed to be eating, right. if it's real food, it's a lot. But you have to know your own personal budget mm-hmm. and really start to learn those portion sizes because um, it, can, it, can be, it can be hard.
0: So would you say it's more when, when we say a person signs up for B3? Obviously the goal is to shed fat.
1: Most of the time I do have build clients that are strictly muscle building.
0: Okay so so you have one end or the other end of the yes. spectrum Yes. How important is it that they got to get their mind right more than they got to get their body right where they have to understand why are they making this transition? Why are they making this this transformation of to health you know this to healthy? How, how much of it is the psychological?
1: I think it is close to 100%. It's You can't go where your mind won't let you. So if you are coming in negative saying, I've tried everything. I can't do this. I'm not sure if this is going to work. That's where I as a coach say, I need you to trust me and I need you to follow the program. It's going to work, but you got to follow it. The science is simple. The math is simple. It will work. The execution is not simple. And people's psychology is not simple. So it's, You can't just tell somebody you need more discipline. You need to buckle down. You need to not do that. That doesn't work for everybody. Some people have real addiction issues. Some people have real trauma issues. Some people have access issues. Some people have never worked out a day in their life and they're scared to death and they don't know what to do. Other people have never cooked before. They hate to cook. So there's so many factors that go into each client. And that's why I try to find out what their specific goals are. Because some of them, it's education. I had one, one um, girl, She's she did two rounds. She lost every single week, which is unheard of. It's not normal. I mean, it's not typical. Um, but the scale went down every single week. She fired on all cylinders for all six months. Bam. Mm-hmm. I She was like... I barely had to tell her anything. She just did it and it worked and she learned how to use the app on her own and her commitment was spot on. Mm -hmm. I have other people who can go four to five days on the menu and eating good healthy foods and then go off the rails on the weekend. And sometimes it's not telling them just do better or work harder. It's understanding why they made the choices that they made. And what we can do better next time and granting ourselves a little grace when we mess up and getting back on the horse, not letting one bad day turning into one bad week. Right. So everybody's pace can be different. And I think the psychological part of it is why having a coach and not being a part of a big – um business company where you're getting passed around or you have coaches you don't talk to or there's multiple coaches where it's just me like I know everybody personally Mm -hmm. I know what they're trying to accomplish and I know where some of their sticking points are which is why sometimes I make people weigh in every day sometimes I make them send body pictures because they need more accountability than somebody else may need Right. Um, or they're going on vacation. I'm like, have fun. Don't check in. Don't log anything. Just go have fun. You've been doing so awesome. Other people, I'll say, I need you to get a scale in your room and check in because you're going to go off the rails and you need some accountability. And if they're up for that, we'll do that. So people's level of, it's not always their level of commitment. It's also their level of education about fitness and nutrition. It's their environment. Yeah. It's about being prepared. Some people, it's time management and being prepared. Um, they want to do good, they want to succeed, but they don't know how. So there's a lot that goes into it, which is why I feel like the custom individualized aspect is just so important.
0: So what's your why going forward of to continue to grow B3? And what what is this the fuel that you've got? You've got a fire lit. You've got do. You. You, what? I do. You, you do? I do. What? what 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 is the why of continue to help this? Like when you when you fast forward twenty years from now, you close your eyes, you're like I changed countless lives. You know that might be the why, but what what is what what is your why at the end of the race of to keep you just firing yourself on all cylinders of of having a family? More or less, you, I'm like one of your kids now. Sarah, Sarah <laughs> and I are like one of your kids. You you have you, you got your blood family, and then you've got your That's your right, other I got kids. my B three family. Yeah, your B three family.
1: I just really, I wait for those emails that say my A1C went down, I'm no longer pre-diabetic, yeah. or my I'm off my cholesterol meds, or I wear shorts for the first time out on vacation with my family, or I went to Kohl's and bought off the rack, or I went to a party And felt so good having the meal that I brought and didn't feel the need to drink with everybody else. All those small victories that everyone else has makes me so happy and it makes me want to just help people even more because I just feel that there is a balanced way to do it. There is a way where you don't have to give up your whole social life. You don't have to give up all the fun things. You don't have to give up parties. You don't have to... Give up, you know, having a drink with your friends or eating that piece of cake. There's a way to be balanced, happy, without being so dramatic or restrictive in your diet and your training. It can be moderate on all fronts. Moderate eating, moderate training, as long as it's consistent. Mm -hmm. The yo-yo is what is keeping people from being happy. They're yeah. all in and it's too much. And then they're all out and they feel like garbage. Then they go all in and they can't sustain it. And then they feel like garbage because they go all out. There's a way to do it in the middle mm-hmm. that is really relatively comfortable. And I just want people to know that they can be fit and they can be healthy and they can be strong. And it doesn't have they don't have to be miserable while doing it.
0: Well, that's the truth. Yeah, it's, I mean couldn't wrap it up any better what you've done for Sarah and i it's uh and and countless friends that Yay. it's it's a snowball and it's addictive it's and people like winning right we we're yeah. talk, just talk about small wins, people like notching up the wins, and when people see other people succeeding they're motivated they're inspired they're encouraged to succeed themselves hence why I started this this whole little podcast is so hopefully people can get little glimpses of. They can take one little nugget and they'll yep. light their fire. That happened with me. All right. Where could they find you? The social medias, the emails, websites, all that fun stuff.
1: If you want to email me, you can email me at dot 3com And we are on, and that is the same on Instagram, um, B 3 fit And then on Facebook, just B3Fitness. You can look it up.
0: Awesome. If you uh, give Coach Jill a call, shoot her an email or however, say, I just heard you on and so at least I feel that someone's listening to this. That's right. Once it goes out, it'll be pretty cool. Awesome. But thank you so much, like I said, for Sarah and I and my family. It's uh, what you've done for us. It's truly, it's changed our lives. It's saved our lives. We're going down a a real rough path of medicines, of blood pressure medicines, of prediabetes medicines, of metformin, of cholesterol whatever I was on a, a ton of them now the vitamins that's all I take oh it makes
1: me so I'm, happy I'm
0: off all that nonsense I can go shop at a store I can yep. shop off the rack I don't have to worry about trying on stuff I can just grab it and I, I'll i be fine you put
1: forth the hard work and the effort that's bit. what happens it's but awesome
0: I thank you since you you're right, so welcome and uh we're gonna be rocking in phase well phase six I'm in phase yeah. four right now I changed my workout completely a yeah. little bit I'm doing more of a high performance it's awesome it's insane over at... Uh,
1: Don't
0: get called, comfortable. It, no, and it's like a Goggins mentality. <laughs> that's right. You gotta look stay at hard. Demon. Yeah, stay hard. And you, uncomfortable is when you know you got to work.
1: That's right.
0: And so that's where we're at. But you're the best. Thank you so much, Jill.
1: Thanks for and, having uh, me.
0: I hope you have a, a rock star rest of your week. That's right. Well, that wraps up episode two. Thank you so much to Dr. Jill Lenzen of B3 Fitness for talking with me today. You can find her on Instagram at jillb3fit, Facebook b3fitness, email her jill at fitb3.com. You can look at her website, www.fitb3.com. Also, a big thank you to our sponsors at the Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist in Homer Glenn and New Lennox. Make sure you like us on all the streaming channels and on social media, share us around to your friends. Again, to we'll be inspired. Thanks, guys.